Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I was at a wedding not so long ago and talking to a friend of a relative, or a relative of a friend, I'm not quite sure. And uh, they go, oh, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm an attorney and I write books and I also have a YouTube channel. I said, oh, what do you talk about in your YouTube channel? I said, all kinds of stuff, but mainly legal stuff in the news because I'm a lawyer. And he said, give me an example of something your audience enjoys when you talk about it. Give me an example. I said, civil asset forfeiture. And he goes, what's that? And I explained it to him. I said, you know, if you encounter the police and you've got cash on you, there's a good chance they're just going to take it and make you sue them to get it back. And the guy's looking at me, he goes, no. What is it really? I said, that's it. And he goes, so where does that happen? I go, in America? And he goes, yeah. I go, no, no, in America. It happens in America. And he didn't believe me at first. And some of the people I was with go, no, it's real. Civil asset forfeiture is real. Until you hear about it, you can't imagine it's real. And then when you do hear about it, you're like, but that can't be legal. But as of right now, in most places, it still is. And here is a scary concept. A lot of people sent me this story. Here is the version from Fox News, but widely reported. The Department of Justice is eyeing Americans like ATMs spending over $6 billion to aid civil asset forfeitures, according to the Institute for Justice. So the federal government spends billions to identify and seize assets through forfeiture, according to records that the Institute for Justice got their hands on. So Hannah Ray Lambert wrote this, but the DOJ is shelling out more than $6 billion to private companies to manage its civil asset forfeiture investigations, raising alarm from one nonprofit law firm that accuses police of treating ordinary Americans like ATMs and seizing their cash. So Dan Albin, head of the Institute for Justice's National Initiative to End Forfeiture, says you've probably heard the adage, you got to spend money to make money. Here it's you got to spend money to take money. Asset forfeiture is the process through which the government seizes money or other property that they say they believe is linked to a crime. Most federal forfeitures are civil, meaning the government can keep the seized property without ever charging the owner with a crime. If the owner wants it back, you got to sue the government to get it back. And if you win, you get it back. If you lose, you don't. But the burden of proof is on you to prove that your money is innocent. The DOJ announced earlier this year more than $6 billion in contracts awarded to multiple private companies to help with asset forfeiture investigations. Contractors are expected to help with everything from investigating and identifying assets for seizure to record-keeping and providing courtroom testimony, according to records from the DOJ. So Albin says, these are six billion reasons we need civil asset forfeiture reform now. Congress must act to prevent law enforcement from treating ordinary Americans like ATMs. Forfeiture generated more than $45 billion in revenue for the government alone between 2000 and 2019, according to IJ. Proceeds are often split between federal and local police agencies. And that's something they also do to make it harder on you. So we've heard stories before. Somebody gets pulled over by the local police. They got cash on them. The police take the cash and then hand it over to the feds and say, we think these people are involved in drugs, DEA. I don't know. You, just, you, just, you guys handle it. So when you go to sue the police who took your money, they go, we haven't got it anymore. You can't sue us for the money because we don't have it. you got to go sue the feds. And so what happens then later is, okay, so you sue the feds. But if you don't sue the feds, the feds kick some of the money back to the local police, and that's a little shell game they play to make it harder for people to get their money back 
And it's just the Fed saying, don't you little guys worry about this. Give us the money, we'll split it with you, and we'll also take care of all the heavy lifting, which is the litigation, if any happens. Federal forfeiture is a big business, Alvin said, and it's a particularly big business for the law enforcement agencies that get to spend the money out of these funds. Forfeiture can also serve as a deterrent to others who might be considering criminal activities, the FBI says. So the FBI says that forfeiture will scare criminals, and it'll probably scare them straight, right? Critics like the IJ argue innocent Americans are often targeted by forfeiture. Fighting to get seized property back is difficult and expensive since forfeiture effectively places the burden of proof on the property owner, not the government. And because it's a civil case, there's no right to a public defender, you got to pay for your own attorneys. Your attorney fees come out of your own pocket, win or lose. One of IJ's clients had her nest egg seized during an FBI raid on U.S. private vaults in 2021, a story I covered extensively on this channel. FBI seized safety deposit boxes and their contents, totaling around $86 million in cash and tens of millions more in gold, silver, jewelry, and other valuables from 58-year-old Linda Martin and other customers. FBI, they feel like they can get away with anything, she said. I just feel it's unfair. And I said safety deposit boxes because that's what it says in the story. Uh, Some people will tell you that it's probably more proper to say safe deposit box. U.S. private vaults later pleaded guilty to money laundering. But that, of course, was their own money, not money that belonged to these customers who had the safe deposit boxes. Neither Martin nor hundreds of other customers were charged with any crimes. Many other federal agencies can utilize forfeiture from the Drug Enforcement Administration to the Postal Inspection Service. Border Patrol officers seize more than $200,000 on average every day at the nation's ports of entry and have confiscated more than $41 million in fiscal year 2023 so far. Everyone should be concerned about this because you could be a victim, Alvin said. You could be someone whose cash, whose car, whose home gets seized in order to support these funds. A previous IJ report found that 78% of all forfeiture cases the DOJ processed between 2000 and 2019 were administrative, meaning agencies seized property with little or no judicial oversight. If the federal government is spending billions of dollars to do it, that means they're spending billions of dollars to target someone just like you. Albin said. So I've mentioned all my different objections to civil asset forfeiture. It's wrong. The government is stealing from you. The burden of proof has been shifted and it's backwards. You should never have to prove your own innocence. And obviously, just because, well, no, that's not you. That's your money. Again, the government should be forced to prove that it's the fruit of crime or the profit of crime. Uh, That would make more sense. But one of the other things, and I may have mentioned this in a previous video, and this proves the point I'm about to make is that whenever the government creates a revenue source, whether it's a tax or a fee or civil asset forfeiture, when they get a revenue stream coming in, they start spending that money. Then they start budgeting as if that stream is always going to be there. And you've heard this before, where the government has said, well, we end this tax. How are we going to fund that over there? Think of the children. And so now that the government has billions of dollars of civil asset forfeiture money coming in. If somebody were to shut that spigot and cut that supply off, what will they then spend? And so this is a problem. The longer we let civil asset forfeiture go, the harder it's going to be to stop because the government's going to say, well, we make billions of dollars doing it. If we don't have that money, we've got to get it someplace. Do you want your taxes to go up? You don't want that, do you? And so 
whatever they spend the money on. And by the way, I have to tell you, if you haven't seen it yet, John Oliver, who's a comedian, has a show he does. And on his show, he does long-form pieces about different things happening in America. He did one on civil asset forfeiture. And it's one of the ways that many people found out about it for the first time. And he gives some examples of police departments that had so much civil asset forfeiture money, they didn't know what to do with it all. So they started doing things like, oh, I don't know, buying Super Bowl tickets and daiquiri makers and popcorn machines. I'm not making that up. Because they, they had money laying around that they could spend. And they'd already bought all of the up-armored uh, army tanks and stuff. They'd already bought all that stuff. They'd already bought all of the body armor they could wear. Uh, they'd already bought all the gold-plated commemorative sheriff's badges. Now what do we do? Oh, let's get a daiquiri maker. So they took somebody's money and bought a daiquiri maker with it. Now, if you have your own money want to buy a daiquiri maker, knock yourself out. But when you take someone else's money to buy a daiquiri maker, okay, there's probably something wrong in that equation. So the Department of Justice here has admitted that they're spending $6 billion with other companies to help them with the civil asset forfeiture. And it's kind of like worrisome in the same way it'd be worrisome if you heard that the FBI or your local police department had hired a bunch of local businesses to help them fight crime. Your first question is, wait a second. Is that right? Are they authorized to do that? And they're going to say, oh, no, it's just bookkeeping and investigation and investigation. Isn't that the job of the Department of Justice? And so they're spending $6 billion on this. So it's worrisome on several levels, uh, some of them philosophical and some of them quite practical. And, And the practical one is, Yes, they're spending $6 billion as an investment because they think they can get even more back. But remember, just to break even, they have to seize $6 billion to make up for that. Think about that. So, And remember how often civil asset forfeiture seizures are literally just hundreds of dollars, not the million dollars they find in Pablo Escobar's house. No, 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 no. We're talking about they pull somebody over, he's got $8,000 on him, he's going to buy a car. They go, why do you got cash? I'm going to buy a car. Eh, we don't believe you. and just take your money. They hand it to the feds and kiss it goodbye. So this is from the Institute for Justice um, and Fox News. Again, I have to stress that the Institute for Justice is one of the lone voices in the wilderness who is standing up to stuff like this. They're a nonprofit. They depend largely on donations from people like you and me. So I'm going to put a link to their website in the description below this video. If you find it in your heart to do so, please Toss them a couple bucks and help them continue to do the great work they do. And I mentioned recently in another video I shot that they also put out a really cool high-gloss newsletter. (laughs) Remember remember magazines? It's kind of like a magazine. So the Institute for Justice doing the good work there. But the Department of Justice is eyeing Americans like ATMs, spending over $6 billion to aid civil asset forfeitures, according to the Institute for Justice. Questions or comments, put them below. Otherwise, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. The only way to get rid of temptation is to yield to it.